read it. I was like, okay, finish that one. Never reading the whole series. I reread it uh, last year. And that's when I finished the whole series. But like legitimately, I like didn't think about it again. I was like, cool. That's it. Cool. (laughs) That's it. That's all I needed. Like, thank you for your work here, your time here. You're done. Yeah. And I was totally fine not finishing that series, Um, which is, yeah, so we are complete opposites. All right, and welcome to the Book Jar Podcast, where both me and my friend Megan discuss discuss book-related news topics and other things on a bi-weekly basis. And I stumble through the opening like, like five I, times. I think you need to finish your coffee there. Maybe. You're struggling hard. Or maybe I've had too much and it's just trying to come out too fast. That's that's most likely it because you yeah. like your coffee. So. It's true. All right, so how this works is each week we pull our next topic from the book jar right here. And we discuss it. Um, so last week we pulled out a certain topic, obviously the title of this podcast, but let's start first with our most recent reads. Um, you go first. <laughs> okay, because I don't have much to add. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, so I actually did really, really good this week, um, or these past two weeks, I should say. I read four books. Um, so I did finish The Priory of the Orange Tree, which was quite good. I will say, like... Worth the 800 and some pages? It was worth it. It was a hard read to get through for some reason. And it's taken me a while to put my finger on why. I didn't felt super connected with characters, which was a problem. So one of the reasons I felt like I didn't really connect with this was because of the characters. So Mm -hmm. I didn't fully... They felt like real people, but I felt very disconnected, like, emotionally from them. Oh, okay. Uh, The other thing that I kind of have as a little bit of a critique for this was we weren't given a lot of looks into their lives before the events started happening, which meant, like, when they lost something or some big revelation happened in their life, I didn't really feel the impact of it fully. Like, I didn't get to see them in their moment before everything fell apart. So that was kind of something I wanted more out of it, although it was a tremendous read. Like, I recommend it. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, a five-star read. It was close, but not quite. Okay. I also finished um, <laughs> Daughter of the Moon Goddess. Right. That's a beautiful book. Yeah. So this is by Sue Lin Tan, and it is phenomenal. It is beautiful. Beautiful book. Like, buy it just to have it on your shelf. Yeah. Kind of book. Uh, it was also very, very good. So... Again, I didn't feel, same kind of comment, actually. I didn't feel like we were given a lot of looks into, like, before everything fell apart and everything started. And I would have loved to get a little bit more sense of what um, our main character's normal was. Mm-hmm. However, it was a great read. At many times, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I was literally surprised at multiple points, oh, which good. is really fun. Yeah. And it is technically a duology. Which yeah, I was is- going to ask what you- that's what it is yeah yeah so technically there's another book coming out I don't know if it's gonna focus on a different like myth or something like that which I have a feeling it might I I haven't done any research into this but I don't really know where it would go right with they kind of wrapped it up they kind of wrapped up in a nice way like it was a little open-ended but I liked it so I think she could continue it on if she wanted to, but she could also choose to very much move on to another story in the same yes. kind of universe, which would be interesting, That too. would be cool. And I feel like a lot of authors, like, I don't know about her, but they, like, sell the first book and then they kind of, like, have to leave it as an open ending slash yeah. closed ending. Because if they don't sell the second book or they don't do well with the first book, then they have, like, they're not going to just leave it. Like, we've read books that are like that. Like, yeah, My Name is Memory, right? Is that the one where yes. we just, like ended so just kind of ended yeah so i i fully recommend this book like i gave it 4.75 stars couldn't quite give it that fifth <laughs> one that that full that full fifth one didn't quite get in there strictly because there was parts of it that i felt really um just a little bit fat like too fast or okay. like the pacing was yeah off. the pacing felt off yeah 
or I wasn't given enough time to kind of like sit with the characters and stuff like that. I cannot wait to see where she goes with her writing because she's like really? phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to read that one. Um, I also read uh, The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, which is making its rounds that pretty much everywhere. Popular lately, yeah. It was cute. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It dealt with a little bit of um, like, uh, like trouble that women go through in STEM mm-hmm. um, and a lot of discrimination and stuff like that. It dealt with it very, I want to say lightly without taking it lightly. Like it was very serious in the book, but it wasn't necessarily the main focus either. Okay. Which was kind of nice that it wasn't taking over the novel, but that it was present. So it felt realistic. Um, or at least realistic by today's standards. Uh, the love story was super cute. Fake dating. Definitely like that trope more than I think. I love the fake dating. <laughs> um, it's really cute. It was also like fake dating a little bit almost enemy, like not enemies to lovers, but like everyone hated him. <laughs> so like it was everyone being like, I can't believe you're dating him. And her being like, what's wrong? Like, I don't actually understand. Like, yeah. So it was like kind of cute in that way. Like fully recommend, especially if you love romance. Uh, there was, um, there is a sex scene, which I didn't feel like was inappropriately put in there. Uh, there was one line that, like, really made me, like, laugh out loud because I thought it was ridiculous. (laughs) Um, and I'm going to tell you because I want you to laugh at it, too, and be ready for it. Okay. Where I, like, totally got removed from the novel and I was like, really? Um, it was this part where he, she talks about, like, how his mouth would be big enough to fit her whole breast inside. Oh my god. And I was like, that's not I just <laughs> like that's, that's not, not even attractive. At all. Like I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't want to judge anyone or what they do behind closed doors, but I was like, that that's not appealing to It's like me. either like, you know, nothing against the itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> but it's either that or he has like some weird unhinged jaw, like yeah, a like, snake. Like and what is like the way it was doing? Like, it was like he could fit his whole, like my whole. Like how was he shoving? But that then in I was there? like, did he actually do it, or is she just note like noting all, it? You know, like I, is this just like a commentary? And I was just like, I like that part was just like I like oh. burst out laughing. It was very like I, I, I was very. I'm just thinking of him. Just slamming a cheeseburger in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> all in one bite. And oh, that's And great. that being like, man, I, I wish that was my boob. Like, <sighs> yeah, like, okay. But like, you know, what is a romance novel without these kind of lines right. in them, right? Yeah. That's why we read them. It's, it's true. <laughs> uh, it also had the like, like, she wasn't a virgin, but like, he was talking about how, you know, he's more felt like no. she might have been a virgin, which I like, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't think it's like, it's a little shamey. Oh, for sure. And so I, I didn't enjoy that part, which is like the only reason, one of the only reasons I couldn't really give it five stars is like the middle section. I was like, well, this is this feels a little ridiculous. Mm. But otherwise, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, I would definitely pick up a book by her again. So, like, well That's done. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. And I also... Gosh, man. Do you read, you're just powering up. I, uh, <laughs> I read another Colleen Hoover book. Ooh. Yeah. So, I read Verity. Yeah. Which is a romance thriller. Mm-hmm. Most people are just calling it a thriller. I cannot leave out the romance because there was a lot of sex. There okay. was, like, an unnecessary amount of sex scenes. Like, it made me super uncomfortable. And I don't oh, really. Like, it's just. It was just a lot. And they didn't really add anything. Yeah. And it just seemed like any moment that they could, she made it super sexual. So Verity follows the story of a young writer named Lowen who ends up ghostwriting for a woman named Verity, and she goes to live at her house in order to take over the finishing of her series because um, Verity has gone into a car crash, and it's not really talked about, like, her state, but it's assumed she's, like, almost vegetative state. Oh, okay. Which, like, again, Colleen Hoover really muddles through the 
medical side of any part of her book. Like, very much, like, you can tell she doesn't really do research. Research. Or, yeah. or she's like, just trust that this is okay. <laughs> um, so I did find that this one was a lot better than It Ends With Us. I actually finished it and I was like, okay, I could potentially, like, somebody's looking for a Colleen Hoover book. I would say this one was fine. Mm-hmm. It, but it was fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It wasn't fabulous. I just thought it was fine. It it was good enough at the end that I didn't want to throw it against the wall. Right. But it wasn't so good that I was like, wow, this is like a top read of mine. Like, mm-hmm. it was just kind of there. Again, her writing is not my style. I, I do not think she's that solid of a writer. Uh, the plot was more interesting than the writing. Okay. The characters were, again, very similar to End- Ends With Us. Very flat. So take from that what you will. And that like that one I definitely was more interested of her books, like the ones that I know of anyway. So I like I do want to read it. And like maybe you had a better experience with it because you had such a bad experience with the first book. Well, you and read I did, so I did have this experience where I was I was talking to my partner about it and mm-hmm. he was like, I feel like you just I was like, this is ridiculous. I hate this book. Because, like, in the beginning, I was like, I don't even know if I can finish this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think you're judging it based off the fact that you didn't like the other book. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I tried really hard to take that out of my head. And I tried really hard to do a thing that I like to do when I'm critiquing, like, art, like, especially dance, is I accept everything as intentional. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, wow, I hate how flat the characters are, I'm like, hey, why did she create such a flat character? And I did like it a lot more once I started doing that. Okay. And so if you kind of accept her, I feel like if you accept her books for what they are, they're fine. Mm -hmm. If you expect more out of them, they're never going to live up to it. But again, like when I got to the end, I was like, oh, this plot. And it was like super interesting. And and I was also explaining that to my partner. And he was like, yeah, it sounds kind of dumb. And I was like, actually, yeah, now that I've said it out loud. (laughs) Yeah. The plot wasn't as interesting as when I was reading it. Yes. So it was it was kind of a weird read where the further away from it I get, the less I like the book. Mm-hmm. So post-reading rating was like a four. Yeah. <laughs> but like overall rating, and I haven't done my rating on it yet because I still am working out my complicated emotions with it. Yeah. Is probably closer to like a two or a three. Interesting. So it definitely felt good about it once I finished it, which was the opposite of the last yes. uh, it ends with us. But the overall yeah. still not really yeah. great. And that's fair. And you know what? And those books, too, it's just, like, no shame against anyone who loves her as an author and her books. Mm-hmm. Like, they are... Sometimes you just need a book like that that's kind of easy to get through. And, and that, that, that is something your, I will say yeah. is it is really easy to get through. Mm-hmm. And if you like those kinds of books, like, please don't take what I'm saying too seriously here. Like, I, I actually... It didn't anger me in the way that it... It ends with us angered me, but I'm going to talk about that one later. Okay. So we're going to talk about, oh, oh. Do you oh. want to talk about your books? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't have much to add. Um, <laughs> so I was reading Emma. Well, I am still reading Emma by Jane Austen. Okay. And it's just taking me a long time. And it's more so like, it's not that it's, I'm not interested in it. It's that I'm, um, <laughs> I don't know where our drugs went. Oh, they're around They're here. Right here. <laughs> it's okay, guys. We found our jars. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not that I'm not interested in it. It's just, again, like, it's just the writing style is so much different than what I'm used to. Yeah. So I am planning on finishing that. Um, I also started a couple audiobooks. So, like, you know, that's a new thing for me is trying out the audiobooks. So I started The Nest by Cynthia Dupree Sweeney, which has been, like, pretty popular I would say like yeah I've heard of it I know my sister read it and Mm -hmm. for the life of me I cannot be certain if she loved it or hated it yeah and I'm about halfway through and it's like it's okay like I'm I'm curious to see where it's gonna go so I'm definitely gonna finish it and then uh, the other one I started was If It Bleeds by Stephen King and it's just like um the typical Stephen King not actually it's not even it's like so it has like four short stories in it and they're kind of focus a lot I feel like on technology almost like I only finished the first two and they're not really like 
thriller, like horror or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just more like thought provoking kind of. It's oh, very interesting. It's, it's very interesting. And I would definitely recommend if you were like new to Stephen King or you're like, oh, I don't like horror. I don't like what I think he writes about. I would recommend that. This like if it bleeds anthology for sure. I I love Stephen King's. Like, I don't want to say I love his imagination because I feel like that's a like that, that's not the right thing to say. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate it. Yes. Which is what I've found every time I've read a Stephen King novel. I'm like, I commend you. Yeah. Great job. Bud. It's, he's so he's a very interesting guy. Anyways, I haven't finished anything this week and that's fine. And that's totally fine. Hopefully I'll be done them next time. If not, that's also fine. That is also <laughs> fine. You know what else is fine? DNFing books. Oh yeah, 100%. You know what else is fine? Talking about today's podcast. Yeah, that's nice a little good, segue. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about um, books that we have DNF'd and whether mm-hmm. or not we've ever gone back to them and I'm going to include or would go back to them and kind of why all right. of that. Uh, so I have a little spiel, as always. Yeah, go ahead. I kind of talked about this um, when we drew this out of the jar, this mm-hmm. this topic. I don't really DNF books that often. I have frequently wanted to DNF books, but there's a couple of reasons I don't. And this is just a personal take. If you DNF books, that's perfectly within your right. But I read pretty fast, so it doesn't usually take me too much time to finish a book, even if I hate it. Yeah. And so... That is compounded with my next reason, which is sometimes I've found myself wanting to DNF a book, and then I get to a point where I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad I didn't DNF that. Like, yeah. it was so worth it. Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn, great example of that. I almost DNF'd that because I was I was so bored in the beginning, and it got so much wilder. Yeah. So I always, I've found that happen a couple times. It's always risky because it's like, I've also had the ones where I'm like, wow, I really should have just gave up on that. But I'm never sure. So because I'm a fast reader, I usually just kind of power through. Mm -hmm. Um, And personally, I love being able to justify why I hated a book rather than to say like, oh, I hated the beginning and then I I gave up on it. finish it. That's that's a fair point. Because I always feel like I'm kind of misrepresenting it. Mm -hmm. And I like to be able to talk about whether I liked a book or not Mm -hmm. if I have read any part of it so that's another reason again if you dnf books totally you're right and i respect it um but i i I also i do dnf series which i feel like is a whole different question yes so if i've been disappointed by a series or by the author or i just lose interest fully not picking up the next Mm -hmm. one but i usually finish up whatever book i'm on that's fair. That's kind of funny because I'm almost like opposite <laughs> than you. So like I, when I was like younger, I wouldn't like I'd feel like well actually no I would I would DNF a lot of books when I was younger just because if I wasn't interested in it I'm like I'm not gonna take the time to read mostly because That's I was like, interested in reading a lot anyways at that time. But I just I was like you know what like. I don't read as fast as you That's do. True. So to me, it's like when I'm reading, it's like this is my precious time to like enjoy it. So if it's a book that I'm like, hey, man, I'm on chapter six and this is going nowhere. Like I don't mm-hmm. like the characters. I don't like the plot. I just don't like a lot of it. And I'll put it down. And like, I don't regret it at all. Um, I will say though that with like series, I actually used to like, have to finish the series before I moved on to other books mm. even if I was like hey, it's okay like I would finish the three books that were in the series or whatever and then I'm like okay I'm like sitting around trying to struggle through these three books and whereas <laughs> I could have been reading like five other books that I That's really enjoy so hilarious so <laughs> the first time I read a throne of glass mm-hmm. was or a throne of glass was actually I like Read it. I was like, okay, hey, finish that one. Never reading the whole series. I reread it uh, last year. And that's when I finished the whole series. But like legitimately, I like didn't think about it again. I was like, cool. That's yeah. it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's it. That's all I needed. Like, thank you for your work here, your time here, you're done. Yeah. And I was totally fine not finishing that series, Um, which is, yeah, so we are complete opposites. Um, Yeah, let's get into some DNFs. Let's do it. Um, I do you want me to start? Yeah, I've I've fewer on the list. So, um, so I have a Dance with Dragons by George R. R. Martin. 
This is actually one of the only books, well, the only one that popped to memory and probably one of the only books that I've actively DNF'd. So I actually put it down intentionally and was like, I'm not picking this one back yeah. up. Um, I did this for several reasons. So first off, I loved the character Daenerys. So this is part of the Game of Thrones series, by the way, for anyone who hasn't read those books. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Daenerys so much. And in this book, uh, she's really hard to deal with. So she ignores her dragon. She's reluctant to do anything to train them or help them. She ends up just locking them up at one point. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of mean, like awful to them. She kind of just does nothing and then she pisses off people and then she's like doing all this these political moves that don't really make sense. And like she's, for lack of a better way to say it, she felt like she was just being really dumb. Mm-hmm. And I hated it because she was such a strong, bold, smart yeah. character throughout the rest of the books that I was like, this just feels like not her. Like he didn't really know what to do with her anymore. So he just kind of put her somewhere and mm-hmm. made her act weird. So I got really sick of reading about her and she was my favorite character. So it was like huge reason to stop um at the time I read it there was rumors that he was never going to finish the series because mm-hmm. he hadn't yet produced the sixth book so it was hard to continue reading once I started really hating my favorite character I just felt like I didn't have enough impulse to keep going um to date there's actually been no confirmation of when or if the sixth and seventh books will really come out if they do come out this would be a reason for it to get off my DNF pile and I would probably reread the whole series and finish out the series but you know we don't have confirmation of that so it feels like I might never have to do that okay um and last reason was Martin has a writing style that is very tedious Mm -hmm. so he includes a lot of lot of detail at points that don't seem necessary (laughs) there's like seven pages on a stew at one point like like kind of an important stew but like I remember reading about him being like dude like I just want to give you like a cookie so you can like stop being hungry and stop writing about the stew like that's what I felt like was happening um so once I started to lose a little bit of interest in the novel it just kind of like snowballed and I was like no Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this anymore feels like torture it's really long I'm done which is yeah saying a lot considering how fast you read yeah Uh, is that all I gotta say? That's all I gotta say about that. Okay, so I've mentioned this book before, um, and it's The Crown of Gilded Bones by Jennifer L. Armento, Mm -hmm. which is, like, the From Blood and Ash series. It's the third book in that series, and, like, I was looking at my Kobo, and I only got 46% done of that, so it was, like, almost 50%, and, like, the third book in a series. So I didn't finish a book, and I didn't finish a series. Which is very unusual, yeah. Yeah, so... A little blurb about this for anyone who doesn't know, it's, um, it follows a maiden, a girl named Poppy, who is fated to ascend soon, um, and she isn't allowed to speak to you or touch anyone but a select few. Uh, but a mysterious man named Hawk becomes her guard, and when attacks from supernatural creatures become more common, she's forced to trust him. So that's the first book. Mm-hmm. Super interesting concept. I actually really, really enjoyed the first book, and that's why I continued the series, because, like... A lot of people had read the books before me and they were like, oh, yeah, it's so good. Like this, all this interesting stuff happens. Um, And yeah, I basically just wanted to finish it. So I picked it up because I enjoyed the strong female main character. I did enjoy the romance in the first book. Like there are like a couple sex scenes, but they like made sense and they weren't like anything crazy. Um, Yeah, it was just like a large following and stuff at the time. So. I felt like the plot was sacrificed for the sexual relationship between the two main characters and like the one scene, which is a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear it, skip a few. Um, so Castile, who is actually Hawk. Mm-hmm. And that, sorry if you want to read that book. <laughs> but he watches as Poppy brings a child back to life after getting run over. And then immediately after he takes Poppy into a semi-private street like courtyard thing. And his, like, werewolf guards keep watch so no one interrupts them and they have sex with each other because the whole situation apparently made him horny. And I'm like, okay, A, two very shocking things happened, like, back to back. Like, one, the death of a child. And then, two, the child is brought back to life. And so his next thought is like, 
feel like banging <laughs> and then or, and b it's like are we not going to talk about the fact that poppy just brought another human back to life no we're just going to talk yeah about like that sex. was her yeah. first time doing that so i was just like you know i'm gonna just turn my kobo off <laughs> and we're not gonna touch that again because I, and the plot honestly wasn't even that good to me it was such a generic like after the first book it just turned into like a generic fantasy novel Mm. and I you know like it is a romance novel too but in like eh, that was a very inappropriate part to put like yeah a sex scene and I'm over it so yeah that's why I want to read it again that's fair like that <laughs> makes me not want to ever I've been seeing those books a lot that makes yeah. me just never want to pick them up because I would I would actually like hate that yeah that's- I definitely recommend the first book just because it's almost like she could have just done the first book and it would have been fine. Which is a possibility. I know yeah. sometimes authors kind of get um, told that they're writing more <laughs> rather yeah. than they have actually, like, an idea for more. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's an interesting concept. Um, I have a very different novel that um, I DNF'd. I have a very weird reason for DNFing it. A very specific <laughs> reason for DNFing it. So I DNFed technically uh, Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Which was very popular. It got made into a movie um, for a while. Lots of people were reading it. I actually didn't DNF this on purpose. I was reading it for a course that I was taking in Scotland. And I got halfway through the novel before I left. I was planning on backpacking after the course. And so I didn't want to take a whole bunch of stuff with me. And I had a physical copy of the book. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have it on my iPad or anything like that. Um, so I just left it in Toronto. And I was like, I'll finish this when I get back. No big deal. I was enjoying it, and it's a book I would like to finish in the future. Like, it is technically on my TBR list. Um, It's just really far down. Um, But it wasn't, like, it just wasn't so intriguing that I felt like I had to read it again. Plus, when I got to Scotland, I was taking a course, and we discussed the book, and a lot of the academics I was with didn't really love it. Okay. So it just kind of, like, it didn't make me not want to read it because I wanted to form my own opinion, but it definitely didn't push it up the list very high mm-hmm. um it does have an interesting concept though so i do want to talk about that for a second uh it crosses a wide array of genres so cloud atlas is actually a work that combines metafiction historical fiction contemporary fiction and science fiction into one book um and it's a bit like a nesting doll so it's divided into six nested stories that all work progressively further and further into the future so you start with a story that takes place in the mid-19th century and then one that's in the night, like I think 1920s, and it kind of moves towards the future until we end up in a post-apocalyptic future. Um, each of the first five stories are interrupted at a highly pivotal point, and then they move on to the next one a little bit more in the future. And there's lots of parallels that happen between the stories that you start to notice once you're kind of into like the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're all interrupted at a highly pivotal point, mostly when it looks like the fate of the main character or the character we're following could only be death. Um, some of them are very dramatic and funny. Like, uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but one of them kind of is driven off a bridge. And <laughs> to this day, I don't know how what happened. they get out of that situation, yeah. but I would love to find out. Yeah. Um, and then it proceeds into the next story. The sixth story is the only one that's told all at once, and then you work backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really cool concept, and even as I'm talking about it now, like, I can feel so the need cool. to reread it. Like, I want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> So I do think this is one that I am going to eventually finish, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is technically right now one that I have fully DNF because it's been years. It's been probably about four years since I was at that point. you just have to restart it. And And I would have to restart it. So Um, it wasn't really a fault of the book. It was more of a circumstantial thing, but I did. I'll I'll include it. Yeah. I'll include it, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So my next one is actually Emma by Jane Austen. So I... Pick heartbroken. That. I know. I know you are. Um, I actually picked it up. I don't know. It's got to be about a decade ago now. That feels forever ago. <laughs> and yeah, I got maybe a couple chapters in, maybe, and I just didn't finish it. I just had such a hard time getting into it. So the premise of Emma, for those who haven't aren't really Jane Austen readers or don't like I didn't even know what it was about but it's like she's 
Well, this is just the blurb on the book. It's not much, but Emma Woodhouse is one of Austen's most captivating and vivid characters. She's beautiful, spoiled, vain, and irrepressibly witty. She, Emma organizes the lives of the inhabitants of her sleepy little village and plays matchmaker with devastating effect. So, it could, like, it, it has potential. And so, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if you want to add anything it's, else to I, that. I, I actually do. So this is the thing I find with classics, which is always what my, my disclaimer with classics is go into it expecting to, like, feel drug through the first, mm-hmm. what, 100 pages for sure. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a different writing style, because there's so much extra detail that, like, contemporary authors tend to not include, uh, it is very, it can be very jarring, especially if you're coming off of, like, a very contemporary read. Totally. So, for example, right now, like, I finished Verity and then The Love Hypothesis, and then I was like, I'm going to jump into Villette by (laughs) Charlotte Bronte, and I was like, whoa, this is way slower paced than I was ready for. Um, So, the first like, good 25% of it generally moves very slowly. Yeah. And then you can feel it. It It's kind of a nice feeling, though, because once you feel it start to pick up, it's so nice. Like, it's mm-hmm. such a nice feeling when you're like, oh, wait, things yeah. are happening. And I'm, like, perfectly set up to, like, understand what's going to happen mm-hmm. and, like, understand the repercussions and stuff like that. So, and yeah, and, like, when I first picked it up, like, I got it as a gift from you, actually. And, you know, I finished Jane Eyre. So I was like, I got this. <laughs> I can do this. Um, and then, you know, like, I just felt, like, smart. You know, like, you just feel like I mm-hmm. read a classic. So I was like, I'm going to do this. Uh, but, yeah, the old English writing was just difficult for me to understand. Yeah. And, again, like, obviously I was reading a lot of, like, contemporary young adult books at the time. Yeah. Um. I didn't really have the patience to get through that beginning, like you said, because it was just boring to me. And I was just like, didn't understand it. I was like, I don't know about this. I also didn't like the age difference of Emma and the man I assume she ends up with, because I still don't know who she ends up with. And I assume there is one person that I'm like, probably him. Um, And again, like Emma's character isn't the most likable character at the beginning. Yeah. And which I know now is like intentional. There's a Jane Austen does this a lot. Um, So and I feel like a lot of people actually don't necessarily see it with things like Pride and Prejudice because we're so familiar with the story. Like Mm -hmm. most people have watched the movies and maybe read the book. But the point of Pride and Prejudice is actually that like Lizzie also isn't perfect. Right. Like, Elizabeth Bennet is also not perfect, and so is Mr. Darcy. And, like, the fact that they can't overcome that in the beginning is the whole story. Um, so, yeah, she has a lot of very flawed which, main characters. Which I love. But it's, like, it's a little bit hard from our standpoint in our society right now to always see the flaws because it's just such a different setup. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Emma... You kind of have to love her as, like, the one friend you have that's just a little too involved in your life. Yeah. And a little too self-obsessed and absorbed, but also, like, unaware. Yeah. Like... So oblivious. So oblivious. (laughs) And once you kind of get that vibe of her, like, it's actually quite a fun read. Mm -hmm. Which I have been. Like, I'm glad I picked it up again because I am, like, 125 pages in Mm -hmm. and I've gotten to a part where I'm, like, like, it was building up to the part and I'm, like... Ooh, now it's gonna happen. Yeah. And so like I'm excited to finish it. I just haven't had the time to really pick it up and just because once I read a few chapters of like her writing, then I have the flow and I can do it. But yeah. So it's still good. I just didn't finish it the first time around that I And I, I'd say like that's like hearing you say that and feel that is the most exciting thing to me. Like mm-hmm. and I we talked about this a little bit before we actually started recording, but I had the same thing when I was reading Jane Eyre. For the first time, I remember being like, wow, this is just a lot of extra information that seems kind of useless to me. Like, I don't really know why I'm following her to these, be, you know, a governess in these random people's houses. Like, it feels like it has no impact on the story. I guess we might come back to it, but I don't really know why. And then she ended up with uh, Mr. Rochester. And like, as soon as that happened, it started to pick up and you just feel it and mm-hmm. start to like unravel. And it's, that's why I love classics. It's, yeah. it's, 
it's putting, <laughs> that sounds bad, but it's putting up with like 200 pages <laughs> of like, what was that? Yeah. And then getting to the main point. And then generally, um, so Jane Eyre does this where you actually had a reason why the beginning was included. But I mean, most classic novels would have probably been cut down by 25%, 25% if they were published today. Right. They would have been, you know, really streamlined, made a little bit more mm-hmm. concise because that's more of the style now. Yeah. Whereas you kind of have to accept that, like, we're including the detail because people thought it was interesting. Yeah. Whereas, like, and that's, that brings it back to that George R.R. R. Martin book, too. It's like, he puts so much detail in his books and it's like, you know... Some people love that still, but also, yeah. And like, uh, are we moving away from that? <laughs> yeah. So it is, it is a little bit jarring sometimes. And when you aren't expecting it or you aren't expecting that in that kind of read, it can be very like, I don't really blame people when they DNF classics. I have a student who just ordered a Jane Austen collection. Oh, wow. And she was like, I can't get into Emma. And I was like, yeah, you should probably read that when you're not in school mm-hmm. and stressed out because it's not like a oh, I have an hour tonight, I'm going to finish a book kind of read, even for a fast reader. It's a, wow, I have an hour tonight, let's get through a couple chapters. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I find that even with myself. I'm a very fast reader. Villette is taking me a long time, and that's okay. I'm just kind of accepting it. But, and I think that's, like, just proving to me, like, you know what? I don't have to finish a classic in a night. Yeah. I can read other books alongside a classic. That's a great point, too. Like, I don't... You know, if I need a little palate cleanser and I need my, you know, my fantasy novel that I can read in a couple of days. Like, I just got The Dragon Republic, the second book in the Poppy War series. Maybe binge that and yeah, then go back to I Emma. Yeah, I do that this week, so. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's totally fine. Um, I actually find classics a little bit like nonfiction stories in that way, in that... I can actually read alongside them sometimes, as long mm-hmm. as I don't get too far away. So yeah. even if I finish like a couple chapters of another book, I might like dabble back into the class and mm-hmm. be like, okay, remember the characters, the story, At least the, the plot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then go back out. Yeah. Um, speaking of nonfiction books, there is another technical DNF, I guess. I'll, <laughs> um, I'm going to call it an honorary DNF. Uh, I tend to DNF nonfiction books a little bit more often than fiction books, uh, just because they might contain more information than I was looking for, or I just get a little bit bored of the topic or something like that. So one book I've technically DNF'd, I fully intend to read at some point, though, is Apollo's Angels by Jennifer Clemens. Uh, so this is a history of ballet. Oh, that's um, a rally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... I really just need to be in, like, a nerdy dancer mood to finish mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does cover the entire history of ballet. And um, while I studied this in university, I-, I find it really interesting to read people's takes because there's so much that's not included in the book that is actually really interesting to me. Like, okay, why did she leave that part out? Or is she going to get to it later? Yeah. And I love playing that game, but I'm just, like, I haven't been in the mood to pick it back up. And I got about halfway through it, and I just DNF'd it. Because yeah. I was like, I need something a little bit more fast-paced. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put it down for a little bit. When I pick it up, I'll probably continue where I left off, even though it's been over a year. Because you kind of remember. I remember enough. it. Yeah. 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 So still technically on my TBR, but technically a DNF in the long run. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, my next one. This was probably one of my first dnfs which like i re- specifically remember not liking this book so it's called kane richards must die by shanice williams i believe that's how you say her first name and i got about 57 percent done because this was on like my kindle like the first gen very good um so i'm just gonna read the synopsis of it um so after an unexpected transfer to the states for her senior year Serene's new friends give her just one instruction. Stay away from Kane Richards. According to everyone, he's a heartless playboy concerned only for himself. With one glance, it's easy to see why he gets away with it. But things aren't always what they seem, especially when he sets his sights on her and whispers that she's different. Despite all their red flags, Serene considers whether or not his intentions are genuine or if she's simply another name on his list. In the process, she may just uncover the real Kane Richards. 
But when it comes down to it, the real Kane Richards may not want to be found. Filled with raw emotion, Kane Richards must die, explores relationships, trust, love, and what can happen when life takes an unexpected turn. So, the real Kane Richards was the one we found along the way. Yeah. (laughs) So, there's a lot, like, happening with that synopsis. And honestly, when I had my Kindle, like, I was still in high school and I was, like, using my mom's credit card to get books. So, it's like, I wasn't buying good books i was buying like a dollar 99 yeah you were like i can convince my mom that that's okay it was free (laughs) books and honestly i didn't even look at reviews and maybe this was like when i was researching it it was about 50 50 like some people really liked it some people were like what the heck what the hell did i just read yeah (laughs) so i originally picked it up because i was like oh bad boy turns good question mark uh new girl gets the guy question mark (laughs) and then like the title just reminded me of john tucker must die and that was like a huge movie back then too which i was obsessed with so it's like maybe same vibes um so reasons i didn't finish it first one unlikable characters we got your main girl serene not much personality there yeah um she only liked the guy because he was attractive mainly and forbidden because right. everyone's like, Naturally. don't date him. Um, she didn't really have any real friends that I remember. Like, she did. Very Bella Swan, yeah. Yeah, like, she did, but they were just there. Just to be like, don't date him. Yeah. Um, and then when she started dating this Kane fellow, she was, like, only really with him. And then the main guy, Kane, he just treated all the girls he was with horribly. Like, even the ones he was trying to sleep with, he would just treat them like crap before they slept together. But apparently that's all you need is to treat women like crap. Yeah, yeah that's um, fun. Didn't really have any redemption. Like, obviously, I didn't finish the book, but I was reading reviews and everyone kind of said the same thing. Yeah. Um, you didn't have girlfriends. You just slept around because a girl broke his heart in the past. Oh, yeah. So Justification. That's why doesn't date yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, the I don't kiss girls on the lips plot point. Hate that. I don't know if you've ever read it, but this is... I actually have. I've seen yeah. it before and I I feel like I've... Ah, man, that's a hard one for me to deal with just because it's, like, so (laughs) many things I hate. It's so, there's just, I just remember reading the book and being like, okay, so, like, all I could think of is, like, you're going to have sex with a person and avoid their lips the whole time? Is that what you're telling me? Like, you're face to face? It feels like, and (laughs) like, like, (laughs) uncomfortably, it's just, it's awkward and I'm like all I can picture is like is he, so is he like pushing her face away when they lean in no nope. is he just like <laughs> dodging side to dodging. side like I couldn't I was like no and so it's just like Serene of course feels like she's special because he ends up kissing her on the lips oh yes so that was part of yeah, that that's, that's like hated an that thing. um and then the other thing when they do become a couple um so Serene went from like virgin to having sex anytime anywhere with Kane and I was just like uncomfortable oh that's a very that's a very 50 shades of gray yeah uh which Uh, I yeah unfortunately did read um (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like that's also like a book uh, which I'm going to talk about some books that I wish I DNF'd um that was kind of one where I was like I don't know what the purpose of that was and then I was like why not finish the series because that took me five minutes to read. <laughs> yeah. Because it's shit writing. Sorry, but very shit writing. <laughs> sorry. For anyone who loves the book, I'm yeah. so sorry, but I did not enjoy the writing. Yeah. It was, but it was what it was supposed to be, to be fair. It was supposed yes. to be erotica. It was supposed that to be easy true. to read. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of supposed to be the whole point. But yeah, that was very like, she was a virgin and then she wasn't and she was just like horny all the time. And I was like, Yes. Okay. And I just feel like new stuff. Like, uh, I, I just, know. you know, I feel like there's a bigger, like you've never had sex before, and you don't feel like a little. There's no like complicated emotions around. Yeah. Now having sex all the time. No. Okay. Cool. No. But I. But like you said, it is an erotica, and we're not exploring that side of things. Yeah. When it's not, it's a little different. Yeah. Like this one, I'm like, hey, like I'm a. I'm a teenager reading this book about teenagers and so I'm just supposed to like lose my virginity and want to have sex all All the time time. with this guy who as described in the book treats women like shit and 
was sleeping with a different girl every single night of the week, which I was like, how do you know that many girls? How That's a lot of that girls. many girls when you're in high school? Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> and so anyways, there was just a lot that of That may be the small town grown-up state, though. Like, I feel like if you grew yeah, up in that's somewhere true. like Toronto or Vancouver or New York, maybe, maybe that's possible. Maybe that is possible. Impressively. Well, especially when you don't even have Tinder. Like, Holy. how are you getting your name out? I think Facebook, Facebook just Tinder came would out. make that really, like, way easier. Like, this is, yeah. a, this is a novel that could exist in Tinder yeah. times. Rewrite this book, and then I'll believe Maybe it. don't. Maybe no? don't. Okay, Maybe no. just leave it alone. Right. Anyways, that's all I gotta say about that book. Um, so... I know you have a couple more that you've, like, fully DNF'd. Mm-hmm. I, d- I did want to talk about one that I wanted to DNF yeah, or wished I had. Do it. Uh, so I did finish this book. So it is not a complete did not finish. I did not. I, I wish I... I wish I just put it down. I mm-hmm. wish I just never picked it up, to be honest. Um, and this is going to be a hot take. So it is... It ends with us by Colleen Hoover. And for yes. any Colleen Hoover fans out there, I'm so sorry for what I'm about to say... Um, if you like Colleen Hoover, that's fine. This is purely my opinion of her, yes, her novel. I want to hear the tea. <laughs> the tea. So I know a lot of people love her right now. I, you know, Colleen Hoover or Coho, as she's affectionately called on Instagram. So just sorry, before you get into it, has Colleen Hoover been around a long time? Or, and is she just like making a comeback? So she's, are finding from her? what I'm understanding, she has been around a long time. Apparently her books were really popular on like booktube. Like oh. YouTube book reviews and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Um, back when that community was really big, and it's kind of translated over now to book talk and bookstagram. Okay. Where lots of people are talking about them. There's a more people on book talk that I have seen being like, yeah, this she ain't shit. <laughs> um, less people on bookstagram, more of the like, wow, she's so amazing and I love her. Mm-hmm. Um I hated this book with a vengeful passion, and the more I think about it, and the more I see about it, and the more I read about it, is the more I hate it, actually. Um, so what really disturbed me about the book, um, which follows um, it follows the story of Lily, um, who falls in love with Ral, who, um, this is spoilers for anyone who has not read the book, but also don't read the book, in my opinion, <laughs> so, but if you want to, I, this is your warning, um, Ryl ends up abusing her. And it is very much presented as though they're going to be, like, the romance couple. And it's presented as a romance novel. Um, so it was very shocking to a lot of people when Ralph started abusing her. And she ends up with another character called Atlas. And I'm not going to explain too much about the plot here. You can read the book if you really want to. But what really disturbed me about the book is that most of the characters are flat, one-sided, or undeveloped. Except for Ryle, who is an abusive man. And that actually really upset me. I'm quite, like, he's he's given the most life, flavor, excuses, backstory, everything. And I am quite tired of romanticizing abuse. Uh-huh. Which mm-hmm. I don't really think Colleen Hoover is trying to do. But it is happening. Because there's lots of people who are like, oh, I wish they would have ended up together. Despite the fact oh. that he threw her down a flight of stairs. Wow. Um, and so, like, this starts to happen. And, but the thing that does happen in the book is he is treated with respect by the author by giving him a reason that he's abusive. Like a redemption. He's kind of given a little bit of a redemption. He is treated with respect throughout the, almost the entirety of the novel by everyone in it, except for maybe Atlas at times. But even then, like. Like I was just going to say, like his, because he's a neurosurgeon. Yeah, he is a neurosurgeon. So it's like. That comes with a lot of respect in general. Yeah. So you gave him a respectable job and yeah. like this powerful job too. So and it's it's very uncomfortable with how much respect is given to him by the writer specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lily also takes no agency herself until after the birth of her daughter, which is a lot of pressure to put on her child. Mm-hmm. Um after physically and emotionally abusing Lily multiple times through the story, the story ends with Lily actually leaving her child with him. If I remember correctly, he's with somebody else. I believe he's with his sister. Um, so he's not alone with the child, but he has been known to abuse people mm-hmm. that he loves, quote unquote. Um, there is not a chance this woman has left her child alone with him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this, it just made me so uncomfortable. It is not a healthy relationship and it's not a great way to discuss or conceptualize abusive relationships. Another thing that really bothers me about the book is the fact that Atlas, who is the other love interest and the final love interest, and this is a really hot take, <laughs> is kind of predatory. <laughs> so it's not a popular comment, um, but he is an 18-year-old man who asks out, who asks our 15-year-old main character when her 16th birthday is. <laughs> This was super weird for me, especially as a book that is so popular with young readers. It made me actually really uncomfortable that that happened. Um, and then, of course, he shows up on her 16th birthday and they have sex, which I... It just felt so unnecessary. Like, you could have made her 16. You could have just made her 17. You could have made them close in the same age. You could have made him 17, about to turn 18. Like, you could have just not included this. Um, I don't know if Colleen Hoover was trying to showcase that Atlas was a quote-unquote good person for not pressuring a 15-year-old to sleep with him, but it's not okay that he came back on her 16th birthday. Ooh. That makes him seem very predatory. It's creepy. Um, it's just kind of a dangerous rhetoric as well. Mm -hmm. I just That made me super uncomfortable, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's one of my bigger... No, I'm, there's lots of flaws with the book. <laughs> but that was one of the things that really pissed me off, because Atlas is romanticized. So, yeah. and then finally, the writing in this Hoover novel is just painfully dull. Like, I just don't like the writing style at all. And the plot, which I can commend her for trying something new within the romance genre, um, didn't really, like, I just didn't love how she explored, didn't explore the complications around the situation. You have a woman who's being abused by her husband and finds out she's pregnant after he tried or potentially did rape her. Mm -hmm. That's kind of left unknown because she passes out um and she doesn't even question an abortion or not telling him about the child or or anything leaving like that or leaving or, the city or yeah. the country or just getting the hell out of there um atlas kind of saves her at every turn she's very little agency going on at all and that felt really lazy to me especially and this is not Colleen Hoover's fault that the book has gotten so popular. But now we're kind of reaping the repercussions where I'm actually seeing a lot of very young readers mm -hmm. be like, that's all I want. Or I want a redemption arc for Ryle. And now she's actually coming out with a sequel. Is she? Yeah. So it starts oh. with us. And she's shown a couple of previews on her Instagram. And there's lots of conversations with Ryle and how... Is it the same main girl? Yeah. I swear, if they end up together. Yeah, ugh. so I'm actually really uncomfortable. I am very uncomfortable with the fact that, um, like I said, the abusive man getting the most backstory and also getting an excuse for his abuse is just so dangerous among young readers. Like, there's not a, like, if you're being abused, you do not have to think about why he's doing it. Mm -mm. That is not even a thought. Mm -mm. Like, you need to... As much as you can, as much as you can do safely, get yourself out of the situation. This is not about what he has gone through. This is what you are going through. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the comparison is just, it makes me super uncomfortable that there was any reason or excuse given towards his behavior. Yeah. And let alone excuses that many of the characters justified. For sure. 100% well said. I'm glad you talked about it because I know you were like a little worried talking about it because it is so hyper. It is now. a really, it's a really popular novel. And we didn't, yeah, like you didn't want people to be like, oh, like I don't want to listen to their podcast or I don't want to follow them because they. Again, yeah. If you like <laughs> the book and that's fine. And again, I, like I said this before, if you take it with the like critique that she's meaning to create all these like. Like, that does create an interesting discussion where society does kind of give excuses to men like that. The thing that is bothering me is that's not really explored in the book and everything else yeah. you're handheld through. Yeah. So it makes it feel like there's no other purpose. Yeah. Um, And it's just being consumed a lot by young readers. And I just, I, and, yeah, it's so one, dangerous. And like you said, like, it's one thing to be like, okay, she's highlighting a toxic relationship and it's toxic for these reasons. And, but not like being like yeah this is what we should strive for and yeah. i feel like a lot of people who are reading it are like they're like oh 
I like this fucking abusive guy. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I want. And it's, that's not okay. And it, and I, I don't know, like I talk about, well, I would like to talk about like how young adult, author, like it's not a young adult book, but like young adult authors always get like pressure from people to be like, you're supposed to teach young kids that this is bad and this is good. Yeah. And I don't think Colleen Hoover she, should, the thing, but the, I think it should be. The thing is, is it's not. So this is a conversation I know we want to have yeah. um, specifically in terms of John Green. Mm -hmm. um and how his novels were perceived for a little bit there um he got so bad he actually like deleted all of his social media because he was kind of getting bullied yeah um or he was really getting like bullied and just shit on constantly online so he just took himself offline um the difference to me is john green was writing stories for young adults mm -hmm. With um, the intention and always shown in his books how dangerous it is to idealize someone. And some people weren't getting the points. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I wish they ended up together. And, like, that was a little different. Mm -hmm. Colleen Hoover is not writing stories for young adults. No. They're just being consumed by young adults. So, like, I, again, it's not her fault. Mm -hmm. I just want people to be calling out, okay, even if you liked the book, this is not okay to romanticize in my opinion, either of the relationships yeah. that are happening. Yeah. You have to know, and I do this a lot, like lots of, I don't want to call it out as a genre, but lots of the manga I really read has a little bit of problematicness in it. It's like mm -hmm. large age gaps or something mm -hmm. like that. As an adult, I can read that and be like, that's wrong. Yeah. And still finish the story and understand that that's not okay to idealize, but I could finish the, the mm -hmm. story because it's being consumed by young readers i would love for her to be like hey this was the intention with the book yeah. uh i'm really glad you guys all love it but uh you shouldn't be romanticizing really any of the relationships in it because it wasn't yes. healthy and i think a lot of people who do really like the book like you can love a book and still think stuff's bad in it mm -hmm. and tell people about it like i think that if you're over even well 18 you're still pretty young and you're still learning about all this stuff but if you are like an adult reading this book and you're giving it high praise please do it with the concept of hey this is not mm -hmm. a healthy relationship hey we yes. cannot romanticize ryle yeah we cannot romanticize in my opinion also atlas and what some of the stuff that he's done mm -hmm. and i have read a couple of reviews where it's like yeah, that's the whole point. And that's fine. If you, that's what you took away from the book and that's yes. why you gave it five stars, absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's but um, I, yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't read this book. I kind of, in a way, now that I'm talking about it, I'm glad I've read it because I can at least be a little bit vocal about what I think yeah. is wrong with it. Which I think is very good. Like, I, we need that because sometimes all you see is the positive about a book and then you don't know what you're going into. It's like, true. was there even trigger warnings for this book that you know of? I don't or? know for sure. I yeah. didn't have a physical copy of the book, though. I had an ebook, mm -hmm. So there's a very good chance that it maybe just wasn't included in yeah. the ebook version. But I know she had a disclaimer at the end that it was not included in my book. Mm. Um, but it was more like a kind of like a note from the author. And I, I don't actually know what it says. So I might I might look into that just to see. Because um, maybe she has addressed mm -hmm. some of this. But um, yeah, those are my opinions of the book. I feel like I've gotten taken up a lot of time talking That's about okay. Hollywood. That's okay. <laughs> I honestly, like I had a couple more to bring up, but they're not even... We don't have to talk about them. All right. And I'm fine with that because I've mentioned them in other podcasts. So perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a couple other as well, but I also um, did. Uh, I've mentioned them before, so I think we're OK. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about them again. Yeah. So let's talk want. about our upcoming reads and then we need to draw our next topic. Woohoo. OK. Um, my upcoming reads. Finish the three books I have going on. Um. Maybe start the second book of the Poppy War series. Okay. Mm and that's it. That's I'm not holding myself to a high bar. I am going to finish Villette. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is all I'm holding myself to personally because I have no idea what I'm reading after that. Um, I have 130 books on my TBR list. Oh, you have lots to choose from. So, so I feel I may just pick one up at... Can I make random. a suggestion? Yes. Solely for me being selfish 
Oh, an Hank absolutely Green. remarkable thing, Hank Green. Please read the second book so I can read it. Absolutely. You know what? I'll, I'll do that. So I will try to get through both of those. Okay. I don't know how long Villette's going to take me, so you might have to wait a That's fair. Bit. I'm not in a rush. I just, you know, I just wanted to remind you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, are we ready yeah. to choose? Do you want to draw this time? Okay, maybe? I'll draw this time. What books had the best ending, in your opinion, obviously. And that was from our listener, Alicia, again. Hey, Alicia. <laughs> yeah, this one, I... Best ending. I feel good about that, because I feel like best. a lot of our topics lately have been what books we didn't like. A lot of negatives, actually, I would yeah. say. So I'm excited to talk about things yes. that I loved. Um, We'll have to decide whether we're going to do this with spoilers or we're going to be just, like, really secretive about it. I feel like we're going to have to do spoilers, though. We might have to do spoilers for some. But we'll figure it out and we'll let you guys know before you even listen to it. All right. So that pretty much brings us to the end of this week's podcast. If you're still listening, thank you so much. Uh, We would love it if you could leave us a review. It really helps get our podcast into the ears of new listeners. Otherwise, if you're looking for more content from us, we do have an Instagram account. It's at the book jar pod on Insta. Uh, you can catch us there. If you have a topic for our book jar, please send us a DM on Instagram. That's mm-hmm. the best way to get a hold of us. Otherwise, we will certainly catch you later. See you.